2: up home people it's Huey how you doing I hope you are good and I hope that you enjoyed my podcast with Mark Armrod and I hope you checked out the Invictus games too the man did his country proud bringing home a couple silvers and some other medals he got special medal for participation he's an all-around awesome guy definitely check out the episode if you haven't and be inspired yo now moving on to my guest today it's my brother from another mother my little brother frankly my awesome dude He also happens to be a badass superstar DJ. It's Mateo DeFontaine. Tain. 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 Now, some of my Fun Love of Criminals fans know who Matteo is. He toured with us back in the day. He was in the band back in the day for a minute. And early this year, too, he was hanging out with us. He's going to be rocking us again when we do our uh, special uh, shows at uh, the Amsterdam's Paradiso in May. So that's going to be pretty awesome. And, you know, he warmed up crowds for you, too. He's like the Vanity Fair guy. If you're at the parties at, at the Venice Film Festival or the Cannes Film Festival or the Oscar party, you know, he's doing it, man, doing it well. But on this particular instance, we talk specifically about the last couple of years of his life when some really crazy life changing shit happened to him and how he came through it and how it's changed his whole perspective on everything. We managed to throw a story about the time we got pinched rolling around the streets of New York with our BMXs. So listen out for that one. That's always interesting. And just a heads up on the sound in this one. We've heard your feedback and we've made some changes to improve the sound quality of future episodes. But this one, and you got to understand, when I, do I, when I do my pause, I roll in and it's like wherever I find these amazing people, we try to do it there and then. And uh, we're on his roof in Brooklyn, and there's some wind, and it's the sounds of Brooklyn going off in the background. So stick with it. It's a great story, and we're working on the sound for future episodes, trying to get something a little bit better and portable to make it work. So check it out, man. Here it goes. DJ Mateo, DeFontaine, Tain, Tain. So, dude, man, I know that this is like that is I I can't you know I can't even imagine dude and when I first heard what happened to you you know there was a part of me that knew you'd be okay because Mateo knows who Mateo is and I I think there were a couple times where you didn't know if you were going to be okay and and that's and you know
3: that's yeah, that's pretty true.
2: And anybody, I guess, who knows who's been in tight spots like that, where you thought it was you were out, you were out, you're over, you're ending.
3: Yeah, I you mean, know, I was ended. I think is more appropriate. Like, I it was it was over for me. Um, I just I didn't know it, right? Like, um, I didn't realize how you know how serious it was at all. I thought for sure that. I was just kind of, like, fighting off a cold or I was just run down because i have been on the road too much or, or, you know, too many late nights, early flights, too much VIP drink for free, all that bullshit. Like, I I didn't think it was, you know, I didn't think it was anything, like, that serious. I didn't think that, you know, that I had... You know contracted necrotizing Fasciitis or flesh eating Bacteria or strep A and staph E had combined Together to eat my Compromised immune like I didn't I didn't even Know that's
2: like a fucking perfect storm though It was like man was it because the Arthritis medicine was that the first
3: 100% Yeah 100% I mean as As best as I can put It together like I had I was having an arthritis Outbreak um in the beginning of May, and I remember, and I wasn't on any medicine. Like, normally, I was taking—I was taking stuff on like I'd been on it for years. It was a biologic, and it was really expensive. And that year, my health insurance—I got all fucked up. Right? This was the year that they—that it was mandatory that you get health insurance in New York. Yeah. Uh, sorry, and everywhere in the states, right? Mandatory. So. I had gotten it the year before and at the end of the year I had to re-fill out some form to get to keep getting the discount that I was getting and I didn't fucking pay close enough attention to it I got this notice in the mail that said my $300 a month policy was now $1,800 a month boom and I was like (laughs) ha 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 okay guys thanks so I just let it go you know I forgot about it for a little while and um which meant that I wasn't getting my medicine anymore. So by the time May rolled around, my arthritis had really begun to kick my ass. And, um, you know, I'd been dealing with it my whole life. In different forms Before it was arthritis It was psoriasis Right it was Skin problems And yeah. maybe, I don't know if you remember Like back in the day When we were on tour Every once in a while I used to get like Red patches on oh, yeah, my yeah. skin I had to go to a doctor And get mm-hmm. prednisone.
2: Yeah It's the same medicine Oh really? Prezidone. Same shit bro wow. And so is that, that just suppresses The immune suppresses system Suppresses the immune system It's well, a corticosteroid. I guess when you're young You kind of still have A pretty hot immune system Anyways it didn't affect you That hard
3: Well I had a I thought I had a pretty good one Going Anyways at you know at, at 39 or 40 it was 39 I was 39 yeah And like I thought it was still I was in better shape At 39 than I was at 29 That's for sure Yeah I think we all were Yeah That's for sure um, And uh, So I, I went And I I went to my doctor And I got a round of Prenzadone And um, Didn't Think Twice about it when I caught my foot in the ocean. I didn't think twice about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I came out of the water. I was staying at the Shore Club. I was DJing there for the weekend. And I always, as soon as I get off the plane, I go right in the ocean. Came out of the water, and I saw my toe. It was a nice big gash, right? I was like, you know, it's not stitches, though. Like, I got butterflies. Yeah. I went out, and I had polysporin in my shaving kit. Went upstairs, cleaned it out, some rubbing alcohol, some polys, you know My cuts out for me (laughs) and I get out of the ocean. Yeah, we know how. Right? So I cleaned it all out with the kit and I forgot about it. I totally forgot about it. And um, I knew I was sick later on that week, but I didn't put two and two together that it was coming from that cut. And, you know, yeah, my leg had swollen a little bit, but again, I have arthritis. Sometimes my wrist swells Sometimes my elbow swells Sometimes my knees swell I didn't Really didn't think It was that serious And you
2: Do you feel like feverish And just like yeah, Run down and bullshit right
3: Yeah I felt feverish Um I guess it was Thursday night
2: Right Thursday
3: So this was I guess I, I cut myself Saturday The following Friday I DJed Johnny Mac's Daughter's Sweet 16 mm-hmm. And I had to scrape myself out of bed to get to it.
2: I mean, I wasn't in good shape at all. Oh, really? so you like sick. Yeah, yeah. And, um... But, you
3: know, the energy that comes, the show must go on, you gotta
2: do it. Your and morning. also Mack and Rose are dude, you know what I mean? Yeah, you yeah and, and, it was, up, right, and it was
3: Ava's Sweet Sixteen and I had promised them that yeah. I was gonna do this, so I just, you know, I just sucked it up and did what I had to do. Left that gig that night, got on a plane in the morning, went back down to Miami, D.J.ed all day Saturday, and uh, still feeling shit though. Oh, feeling real bad. Feeling real bad now. And I, and I said to the manager, I said, you know, I don't think I can work tomorrow. And I never do that. I never take off a gig.
2: Not even. But that was the night before you would have had to work. So yeah. you were saying like you didn't feel like doing it. I nice. yeah. So that must have been. Yeah. Like-
3: oh, I had a gig that night that I that I canceled, and I had a gig the next day at the same place that I canceled. And um I remember sweating the covers through and you know like, you know when you get those fevers where you hallucinate yeah, and you're like tripping. Yeah. yeah, that's where I was, man. I was tripping. And um I had made some phone calls. I don't think I called you, but I called a few people and um some weird like conversations people told me about later on that I didn't remember having. Um but uh i guess monday morning i woke up and the fever had kind of gone gone down because i felt i felt better uh, and i went out to the pool and the manager was there and he looked at me and goes mateo he goes you don't look so good i said really i feel like a million times better he goes yeah but you don't uh <laughs> you don't look so good man and i was like yo listen i'm just gonna go throw myself in the ocean i'll be fine so i walked out to the beach myself in the ocean and uh, I sat back down on the beach and I, and I I had kept having this like little flashback of, of the of the dream or the, the hallucination from the last two nights and I just kept seeing this kid's face right this little kid kept seeing his face little blonde head blue-eyed kid I kept seeing his face over and over again and I didn't know what to make of it but um I saw it again when I was on the beach. And I was like, man, that one. And uh, I went, packed up my shit, and went back to the airport. I was on a 7.30 flight. And I got to the airport in time to get on the 6.30, right? I had no check bags, first class. So I went up to the lady, and said, can I get on the early flight? She said, yep,
2: your lucky day, first class seat. Go ahead. This is, a, this is an important thing, because the timing on this shit, I mean, you already know you're sick, but you don't know you're sick to this large extent. But also, timing here is critical. You get on an earlier flight, because you want to take the 7.30, and died.
3: Yeah, if I had been on the 7.30 flight I wouldn't be sitting here right now um, so I got on the 6.30 and um, and like I had I had this idea in my head you know I was dating this girl and uh, new girlfriend and real real sweet pretty young girl that I've you know fallen head over heels in love with and I, you know I had this like just this idea in my head that I needed to get back to her right, and that was why I pushed through the weekend of feeling shitty and that's why I tried to get on an earlier flight, really it was just to get love back conquers to all homie know, I God. wanted to get back to this girl and uh, well we fly back to the city and we land in LaGuardia, the captain comes over to the intercom and he says he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen he says uh, it's going to be 15 or 20 minutes until we get to the gate says, Please be patient. Right. So I text my roommate at the time, who was there to pick me up, and I says to him, "GBO, it's going to be 15-20 minutes. See you then." And uh, the next thing I know, the flight attendant uh, comes up to me, and she said, "Excuse me, sir. Are you okay? You don't, you don't look so good. Are you okay?" And I went to answer her I went to tell her Yeah, I don't know what's going on I'm just not one of the weather And, and I couldn't speak I Couldn't get the words out of my mouth I, I, I looked at her and I went ah. And she looked at me and she said You stay right there, sweetheart And she ran to the front She got on the phone She told the captain Yo, we got a passenger that's fucking dying You get to um. the gate quick Whoa. And she comes back to me and She puts oh, the yeah. oxygen mask on my face And she says don't you worry honey We're gonna take care of you And I'm thinking I'm having a panic attack Right Like That's I, the only, I think thing, I keep, that's the only yeah. thing coming through is I, I'm having a panic attack And I think I actually started having a panic attack because <laughs> on top of everything on top else of everything else. I think I started yeah. having a panic attack because I started thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm in a flight from Miami Beach and I'm and I can't breathe. They're gonna think I swallowed something. They're oh, gonna yeah, think yeah. I they, like, they
2: got coke in your butt. Right. <laughs> you know, some crazy
3: shit, right? And uh, Oh man. So the next thing I hear, I hear the captain come over with the intercom again and he says, uh ladies and gentlemen, we have a sick passenger on board. Everyone remain in your seats until further instructions. And the next thing I know, there's two guys are at my seat. And I said, Sir, can you stand up? And I says, Didn't you just hear the captain? They got a sick passenger on board. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, that's uh, so you. you're like, You're getting you.
2: del- yes, you don't-
3: I'm delirious, bro. Wow. I'm delirious at this point. So they take me off the plane, barely with assistance. <clears throat> they sit me down outside of the gate and I'm watching all the people start to come off the plane and they got an oxygen mask on I me and breathing, right, which is nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's to good. Be. It's good. And uh, I'm seeing all the people get off the plane and I'm thinking to myself, wow, how fucking embarrassing is this? And yeah,
2: because you have to, you're sitting like that. Because I'm at, sitting
3: right there, when everybody is walking off the
2: plane, up is, is looking at me. Yeah.
3: I know, but this is yo. Know, it's the closest seat. Yeah, I guess. You, have, <laughs> you know what I mean? You
2: figure they'd have like they'd have like a, a little one of fucking golf golf carts or something, man. You know? You think? You, you think, think well, they have one just ready? You know, like oh, someone's might be hurt. Let's mm-hmm. get the golf cart. Well, they had a stretcher there, uh-huh. and two
3: two like EMT guys. Mm-hmm firemen emt dudes the ambulance guys yeah two of those guys there and then they had two like counterterrorism response emergency airport cops there in like full gear yeah and and then there was one cop M4's and shit the M4's whole shit yeah the whole <laughs> kid go and, and like i know that i know i wasn't hallucinating that yeah, those that, dudes were there that's always the time. and um and then there was one cop and he was in a white shirt an officer's shirt i think he was a sergeant or I forget, but he was the guy who came to talk to me. And he says to me, he goes, listen, uh, you know, you just got to go with these guys and get checked out. And I just says, no, there's no way. No, no you don't understand. I, I need to go home. I don't know what all that was about. It was a panic attack. I don't know what. I says, look, I, I I don't have anything on me. Right? I didn't do anything illegal. Right? I just need to go. I need to get home and sleep this off. And he goes, ah, no, I understand. I understand. But listen, you know you got to go with these guys. And I said, look, you yeah, look, said, you know, I have my friend's badge. He's a detective, right? It's in my wallet right there. Like, go check it out. I'm not bullshitting you. Like, I'm not, I'm on the, I'm on your side. I just need to go sleep this off. And he looks at my badge and he sees, the, he looks at my wallet he sees, Buddy's badge, and he goes, "Yeah, listen." He goes, "No problem. You just gotta go with these guys right here and get checked out, and then you can go home." At this point, I you realized must have been like completely
2: fucked up. Look. Yeah,
3: at this point, I realized, all right, there's no. I'm I'm taking a ride out of LaGuardia, and that's like on a stretcher too. Like, cause you're like, yeah. oh, I'm not that
2: sick. I don't no, know. I'm like, I can. I probably could Was your leg hurting at anything?
3: Like your foot? No, nah, not up? so much. I mean, it was swollen a little bit.
2: Was the wound red and all pussy or anything? No. Yeah, see, that's no. Because you'd know if you had like some kind of like...
3: No, there was no obvious or sign or of infection on my toe. No, yeah. the actual... The the sign of infection was above my knee. It was up here on my thigh. Oh, really? Yeah, God. there was like a black spot. And I just thought it was a bruise and swelling. I didn't... really didn't
2: think that it was... Sheeting bacteria yeah, But that's the thing It's fucking bizarre it's Right like, like I didn't know Miami's waters Were that fucked up I knew it was kind of skanky But I didn't know It was that Like crazy skanky Yeah
3: I mean It's not just Miami It's kind of everywhere now The oceans are not Clean like they used to be And the thing is The bacteria that got me Like let's Let's be perfectly clear The bacterias The two bacteria That got me Are everywhere found everywhere. Mm-hmm. They just happened to be both in the same place, and they happened to get into my body, which happened to be a perfect host, yeah. and it was a perfect storm of a lot of different things, right? So, it's not like everybody that's going to go get in the ocean in Miami is going to get flesh-eating bacteria. However, there have been about 35, 40 cases of it down there in the last
2: year. Wow. So, yeah. you that's, know, that's, and that's you don't standard. and you don't hear about it. See, that's the thing that freaked me out the most, because it's like a lot of people Arthritis. People, a lot of people take stuff for arthritis, and they don't understand what it puts them in jeopardy of getting. You know, it's like because you're you're you still are, but you were a super healthy guy. You know, I mean, maybe you you, you drank, smoked a little bit of weed, whatever, but it wasn't like you were. Not, you exercised a lot. You surfed. You know, I mean, it was yeah, like, I, I was a
3: healthy. 39 year old guy. I mean, I was better safe like I said at 39, 38, 39 than I was in my 20s for sure because I discovered yoga, mm-hmm. I got serious about surfing, I had a, you know, a a, a practice of eating decent foods the majority of the time. Uh, I also stopped touring with you guys which made it a lot easier to eat healthy.
2: Absolutely. You know? No McDonald's. Yeah, no more McDonald's. The vanity fair <laughs> per diems are a lot sexier than McDonald's. it's a $700 per diem. Go try to find something you know, with at least it, we a Michelin it, we star. Eat it Sean, bro, just <laughs> Chef you know, like Keller's place. I will, right, well, dude. You know what I want to do now because this is at the point where you wake up and everything's a lot different. So I think we should maybe pause for a minute. Okay. Just like, like I think what resonates though, as we take a little small break, is that who who would have thought that this is why you were feeling bad in the first place? So it must have taken you by like complete embarrassed surprise that you're being taken to a hospital. Yeah,
3: place. yeah. No, that's a perfect place to take a break because. That allows me and you to digress for a second, yeah, and maybe smoke a joint, and
2: uh, <laughs> you know, shit gets heavy. So yeah, exactly. And and yeah. but I just you know, it's one of those things where I think it's important to go like shit. So you just think that you know you you got some kind of like really bad. At this point, man, I really just kind, kind of hang over or some shit. You know.
3: Yeah, I, I didn't know what was up. Flu? Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I did, Yeah, I had like. Cause when I smoked cigarettes and you. Cigarettes back then. Yeah, you have like an, a cough, but you'll have a cough for two weeks because you smoke. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. So you, a lot of shit you go through, you feel shitty. You think, "I smoke it's, it's sticking around longer." You know what I'm saying? Because you—that's what I always thought. anyhow.
3: Yeah, and and the other thing is, I never—I mean, I never ever wanted to sick i always kind of thought like
2: i can deny this shit away yeah, we were on the road all the time trying to power right. yeah, throat right, infections and, and yeah
3: and you and you drink like eight theraflu things yeah. and you drink four emergencies at breakfast and bottle of tequila and right your, and, then, yeah. and
2: then you think you know that balances out doesn't it <laughs> all right so let's take a little moment and we'll come back don't go anywhere stay locked on huey off the record Well, I, do. I, I remember that I was driving on Westside Highway When you and me were on the bike With Kevin the Kid Yeah And we got pinched And that was, that was fucking that was wrong June, That was a wrong That was in June 1999 And yep. that oh, shit was wrong It was right, bro It was <laughs> horrible Yeah, it was a dumb way To get arrested, man
3: Well, it was stupid Because Giuliani had the um, He had teams of cops out mm-hmm. Busting people getting high. Yeah. That was it. Like, we used to, do, you know, we used to, when we when we met at Limelight, right, when we first started hanging out back in the daylight, we used to, we got the side door and smoke a joint in the street. The worst thing the cop would do, and he came by and go, hey, asshole, put that thing out. Yeah, you, know, you didn't see me, don't be a jerk. Yeah, come on, what are you, you want to see me? What are you, stupid? And put that thing out. It would never... Also, t- that was like,
2: that used to be, I mean, it's New York City, like someone popping outside to smoke themselves a J was not... A federal crime So no. to speak It was like That's in New York Man people do those things You know if You see people like Running down Like you know All the crazy Dominican gangs Or whatever Having like sword fights And shit Uptown In Washington Heights On the street That's some crazy shit You need some cops to stop Not some dudes smoking to join Remember that thing That happened
3: like, So I remember You and me And Kevin the kid Riding our bikes Our BMX bikes Down the west side highway Remember, we went around this one. We were somewhere around like 9th Street, Tenth Street. So it was Christopher Street. I remember was That far south? Yeah, it was that far south. I know oh, exactly the spot. Okay. I saw it today, I was right, like, right. So we were, so we were and, and, and I remember the girl came by us on rollerblades, and well, I, she was in like a jumpsuit or something. Yeah, she yeah. was. She had like I don't know some kind of like it's pre Lululemon, but she had like the tight jumpsuit thing on, and yeah, she yeah. was rollerblading, and she looked right at us, and I was like, yo, Huey, she's checking you out. And you handed me the joint, and she looked at me, and you were like, nah, she's checking you out, B. Like, <laughs> yo, straight up. And when and Kevin, Kevin looks at me, he's like, I don't know. I mean, we get around the corner, <laughs> and then there's these two big dudes with large walkie-talkies. Yeah, man. And we were riding our bikes at about three miles an hour Yeah, anyways. we BMX, We, we roll we we our
2: BMX slow, man. Like, it
3: was June, so it was hot out. Yeah. And we get around, we turn this corner, and these two dudes come, and they grab the front of our bikes. One guy stopped me and Kevin, and another guy stopped you, and I'll never forget the guy, and I look at this giant walkie-talkie this guy has. and like I go, the, what is this huge? guy, a park ranger? Yeah, right? huge. huge. walkie-talkie, and he looks at me, and he goes, that thing's got a kickstand, and I went, fuck. Oh.
2: No, I, remember, I remember when they came out. I Busted. looked like first instinct. I knew it. it was like something happened behind us. No, I knew it right Who then did? and there. I knew we were pinched right then and there. Man, I just thought it was
3: silly, man. It was, and it was nice. But it was nice to them because they didn't see Kevin smoking, so they let Kevin take your watch because you had like yeah, my, a you had like a Rolex. Yeah, I gave him
2: my Rolex and my chain, yep. which I'm wearing now still. Right. I gave him whatever the twenty dollars I had.
3: You gave him whatever. We,
2: yeah, yo, dude, I handed him a bag of weed, and he put it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was crazy Those cops were, They were embarrassed Because one of them Was, like, oh, I was going to Marines that's And I was, right. like, I was like Yeah And he Marine said that. He
3: was like Yo I'm real sorry I gotta do this to you But yo that's my That's my boss right there And I'm that's like, what I'm know. saying Like that yeah. was A really unrighteous
2: Bust Like It was it was corny Because it was It was pot day That was the thing We were in the personnel van The P van Driving around Right And they, and and we, they were and they Picking were just, up everybody else They were going around The neighborhood Just spotting dudes Smoking grass And picking up I learned my lesson I never smoked grass Ever again Well not in public I mean you know I learned I Listen I mean, I learned my. You lesson. want you if you sure. want to
3: know if I learned my lesson, why don't you ask Paul Nutman, customs officer? Yeah, word.
2: Paul <laughs> Nutman. Paul, shout to Paul Nutman. Shouts to Paul. He's probably retired by now. He, he probably is. He was he was long in the tooth, apparently.
3: Mm. If you made it that far, but yeah, I mean, the thing that pissed me off because I thought it was really funny actually getting arrested with you for smoking weed. It was kind of. Pope, if you will, and and we having a good time at the precinct, like carving our names mm. in the wall and shit. Yeah, we like, didn't think we were going downtown. Right? right, that was the thing. And then when we got put in the in, a, in the pee van again and into the, the, the tombs, Klink. FLC into the in Yeah, we thought it was hysterical. <laughs> we were writing graffiti
2: we, on the cells, like, oh, we're gonna be out of here in about twenty minutes, man. Like, oh, we
3: thought we was going to the club. We were like, we yeah. <laughs> yo, tell Nick Con, we'll be there for. Yo, for, can, I get, the my, last can call. I get
2: another phone call? Wow, I'm gonna call my homeboy, tell him I'm gonna be late.
3: Yo, for real, though, we thought we were getting out. And like, nah, yeah, be uh, nah, when we got to
2: Central Booking, I realized,
3: uh, this is, you know,
2: it just, got, it just got a little extra serious. Well, it, was a, it was the 10th precinct, right? So I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to go to that cupcake shop after this. I'm going to get a cupcake, you know, pot. <laughs> I, like, I was like, yeah, we'll get out of this precinct. I'm going to go get the cupcake. And then I'm going yeah, to no like, cupcake no cupcake. Man. But you got a bologna sandwich. Next day. So yeah, we got we got dropped downtown. Anyway, the whole point of that is just like I think I think now I don't think they waste that much resource because they said it was pot day. That's what the Marine dude said to me. He was like, it's it was Wednesday. Pot. I think what it was Thursday? pot.
3: Yeah, no, it was pot. Mo- it was pot month, pot year. Mm-hmm. Like they were just because it wasn't just pot. If you remember, we got quality of life. They have this. If thing. you remember, we
2: got sure and you well. know rest in peace. We got pinched with Apocalypse Bob Yes, that was great Rest in peace, Bob And uh, Apocalypse Bob, that was a great story He walked in the cell, right And, and we were like, hey, Bob, what are you in for, murder? Because he had been arrested for murder Because he stabbed that dude who tried to kill his wife That's right And that was like a, that's, that's some fucking he, he looked pro- at you and he dude. said, justifiable homicide Yeah, yeah And everybody was like, what? Oh, shit. But, dude, it was some Crocodile Dundee thing that happened. That's how he killed that dude. Yeah, that's right. So, apparently, like, him and his wife were walking down the street, and some dude pulled a knife out to try to rob them. And they didn't know. They just pulled, like, a a little tiny five-inch knife on Apocalypse Bob. Apocalypse Bob was Apocalypse Bob, man. Yeah. So, he pulled out some big old buoy... Marine Raider kind of crazy and sword Carved knife and Z just said person up and just whacked him yeah. a couple times with that and then he was they arrested him for murder they tried they tried to get him for murder and it was like justifiable homicide because yeah, he got off the other dude had a knife and tried to so but wife. he wasn't
3: there for smoking weed that day he was there for something else yeah and and, and but, it, but it was equally as stupid as what we were doing it's good and,
2: to be in a cell with Apocalypse yeah Mark, I mean
3: if you see a guy like that and you know him yeah. and
2: you're incarcerated
3: it's kind, of, it's kind of a good him. thing To align yourself with him yeah.
2: Remind him that you used to work together Yeah, yeah that was, he, was, he was a lovely guy, man
3: He actually was a great dude Rest in peace, Bob Yeah, man You missed
2: Yeah, then they got split up Because I had to go talk to the lawyer Anyway, I think my point being Is that we we have been through some shit together You know me, I mean, Mateo and, and Oh, yeah When when this went down You know I mean, you being one of my closest My brother You're my brother You know that. You know that means? It was like There was stuff That was happening Before you woke up Like so You only remember A couple things Before you woke up Right Cause we kind of Left it at the, You're waiting for The EMTs the to come And take you To the, to the hospital or whatever.
3: Yeah they were there Actually they were like They were waiting for me Um In the airport And When Uh When that cop Had finally got through to me And I realized I wasn't going anywhere Except for where he said I was going Um I got onto the stretcher and they took me out Uh, they took me out and put me in the ambulance and uh, I remember I remember the EMT uh, connecting me to like you know this little like heart things like EKG joints Mm -hmm. and a thing on my finger and some things on my head and he's asking me some questions and I definitely remember trying to answer them to the best of my ability I remember telling wasn't true. I had gotten a tattoo a week before. On the same trip, on the same day, but it was a whole week before that I got this te- this techniques tattoo right here. And I, for some reason, had lost that week in that moment. Really? Yeah. And uh, I, the, the, the last thing that I really remember before things got fuzzy was the EMT guy saying, do you see that that monitor right there and I said yeah the one with all the flat lines on it and he goes yeah that's you <laughs> how the fuck are you talking to me right now and I looked at this dude and I went oh this is a little more serious than I thought and that was it and that was it I was out out everything Shit. else I, everything I remember from there on and I remember a whole bunch but it's from a different plane it's from a different place um, that was the end you know and, and I learned I learned in hindsight that I I flatlined in that ambulance I was dead for two minutes minute and a half
2: something like that just long enough for brain Maybe, damage to set in because look at you nice. yeah I don't know. You're I don't know. Whatever
3: right. part of the brain got damaged was the part that needed to go
2: or to, you know, in order to survive. <laughs> yeah, much more fun, to hang out with Hey. No, but the crazy so thing is yourself. so that, this is when it happened, right? So you go down, and this is like when we find out when you go to the hospital. And we know stuff that you don't, obviously, because you're not awake. No, I'm under. I'm under. I'm in a different world. now. now you've, you've pieced it together, though, and you probably. I have the timeline of it is pretty much I know. have
3: but you have to you also also have to remember something like even though I wasn't in 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 the, in the living world let's call it right in, in, in the same world that y'all were in was I, bi- I, I was I was having my own experience and you know I've learned in in in, in retro that you know I had a blindfold over my eyes and I a tube down my throat, into my lungs to breathe, and I had this thing under my nose called the vent, putting this vapor up my nose that was keeping me in a, a comatose state, and that's what kept me under. They put it was a medically induced coma that they put me in in order to save my life. Right. So I don't know if they know how my tolerance is. But I don't think they gave me enough of that stuff because I remember like a whole bunch of shit that I'm not supposed to remember. Like a whole mess of stuff. My I remember a doctor, it was a doctor named Dr. Bati. And shit, you not—that was his name. Dr. I,
2: I'm, I'm, you're not delirious. Though.
3: No, well, I, I mean, there was some things that I was delirious about, and Stretch could tell you, and Dante could fill you in on, and King could fill you in on some of those other things. But this, I was sure about. This guy was in there, and he was telling my mom, he was like, Yo, I don't think he's going to make it." Oh, and my mom, it, yeah, I, he wasn't actually, I don't think he was saying it to my mom. I think he said it to the other doctor, but my mom was in there. And I remember my mom saying, Don't say that in front of my son. He can hear you. And I remember going, Yeah, I can hear you. My man, what do you mean? Are you going to say that in front of my mother? Like, say it in front of me is one thing, but don't yeah, say that in front of my mom. I remember that me. happening. And when when I had been awake for about. Is this dude comes in and he goes, uh, he goes, hello, I don't know if you remember me. And I said, Dr. Bhatti, right? Yeah, I remember you. Not going to make it through the night, huh? You're fired. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I don't want to see you in my room again. Thank you. I started firing people left, right, and center. I didn't. like I use
2: throwing people to the wing. That's it. And you can leave you can punch out and go home now. Thank yeah, you. I
3: fired and I had Nurse Ratchet. She got she got dealt with quick. Right, before we get
2: too far with you actually waking up, oh, okay. There was a lot of stuff. Like let's let's take it step by step. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's not get or, ahead of ourselves. Yeah, know because you know you, you you mentioned a medically induced coma, but when they got you to the hospital, did they know immediately what had happened to you? Like what your problems were? The EMTs kind of relay. Like,
3: oh. No, no, they didn't know. I, I, again, I think they were still probably operating off the assumption that I had swallowed some sort of like package in Miami.
2: Yeah, I mean, really, I thought you had some shit on you. I,
3: yeah, because I mean that's really you know I was from what I'm from what I'm told I was when I when I presented in the emergency room when they got me out of the ambulance I had respiratory failure, pulmonary failure, and. Another one. I know my kidneys failed later that night or the next day because they had to put me on uh, what's that called, dialysis? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Geez. And 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 yeah. And they when they put me on dialysis, my doctor friend. That's when my doctor friend was like, "Oh shit, this is not good." Like people. So that some people go on dialysis, dude. That's it.
2: That's well, yeah. It. I mean, that's, that's it. it. You have to
3: clean and, your room. You can't clean right, your own blood, and, and that, so. Right. So I. That's what was wrong with me. I was in, I was in septic
2: shock my oh, wow. body had begun so from this this infection right? right my body had had gone septic and also what is is it killing parts of your your leg mm-hmm. so how's that cuz that black dot was that like some kind right. of thing like... i'll show you the picture
3: i have it on my phone man um, <laughs> fuck it's no it's not big it's not big at all it doesn't you dude you see it you'd be like dude that looks like you got hit with a BB really it's like, like it's this a... little t- yeah it's not doesn't yeah. look like something that would a leg up to the hip. So did but, they but any you have to understand any flesh that this bacteria touches has to go. There is no correcting it, there's no curing it. It has to go. That's it. So if if it got
2: if it had gone any higher and it went No there was a moment I know that the, cause, Did they take it off At the knee at first Was that the idea To try to catch it or?
3: I don't know I think they might have tried Starting low And working yeah. their way up And that's maybe How they realized How high up it had gone Because they said If <sighs> but it there was into your body cavity Right There was a point where Dr. Sharafkin God bless that woman Yeah was, she was the woman Yeah God bless her uh, Wherever she is today Somebody Somebody Hugged that woman Because she saved my life Man And uh, There was a point When she said to King, If I have to go any higher It's going to be, be Medieval Wow Yeah And that's like You know At that point do you Have to ask yourself Do you want to Save this person's life Are they going to want to live That way You know And tell you from from my end from my experience that given the choice yeah they'd want to live any way they could you know the choice between figuring out how to adapt to a life where you are working with less and not adapting to life at all and just being not here that's no choice at all you know. It's no choice at all. So, you know, in in my recovery process, I I, I met a guy that has uh, he's a quad amputee. And I'm not saying that properly. I think it's, I
2: think it's quadriplegic. It's like no, it's, no arms, no legs. Yeah,
3: no, and no arms, no legs. And he's amputated at his elbows, above his elbow, and one below his elbow, and the other, and above both knees. And he was there at my... I took my first steps on this leg, and he was there in my first physical therapy session. And he was making fun of me, and I'm looking at this guy, and I and I kind of wanted to choke him for making fun of me, but he had just told me that he shot an 82 on the golf course, and he wasn't lying. I really do play golf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has the and his friends say he's cheating because he has these prosthetics that are made that are become part of his arm. And he uses them as clubs. And they're incredibly all right. accurate. Right, oh, so Yeah, so they're like, yo, you're cheating. But he's, yo, he's. can't, can't, can't tell the guy he's cheating. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah. Anyways, man. Well. I digress. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it's an interesting perspective to be told what happened to you when you were battling between life and death and teetering on all that kind of stuff. And the thing that I remember when you told me about it was really super compelling was that you were aware of stuff going on to a large degree and you were having you were having like you know Revelations, Visions, yeah. Yeah, but but, but it turned out to be true, you know? Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. They sure did turn so, out to be true. So within, like, a, a span of, like, 48 hours right after this happened, the first day, I remember, I heard about it. People were like, yo, this could be it. We were like, what the fuck, you know, is going on? Shock, you know, all that stuff.
3: Well, it was like, it was either, look, when they took the tube out of my, I had tried to pull the breathing tubes out of my throat two or three times on my own. Mm-hmm and they had left him in a little too long it was like Memorial Day weekend and the B team was there or the C team was there and nobody wanted to be responsible for taking the breathing tubes out of my throat and finally Dr. Jesse my buddy called in and he was like and he'd been working with them he's my doctor and he'd been working with them the whole time and he says listen take the fucking tube out okay if he doesn't breathe on his own put the tube back in I guess that's. Give him the chance to breathe on his own. He's gonna breathe on his own. But if you keep him there any longer, it's just causing damage. So they took the tube out and they let me breathe on my own. And um, and yeah, I came. And you did. I you came. Did breathe on your own. I came too. Pretty quick. Pretty quick. Um, and and I saw I saw some things in that in between place. You know. When I was, the best I can describe it is, when I was in that coma, I was there. Right now we're here, Uh, I was there. There isn't here, it's this other place. And there is aware of here, here isn't really so aware of there. And when you come back from there to here, you go through this transition. And I don't think a lot of people get to come back. You know, I think I think where yeah, it's usually a one-way trip. I think where I was for most people, there's no return uh, voucher. Like the fact that I got to come back is is it, you know, for lack of a better word, it's a, it's it's anything shy of a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I
2: made a choice to come back here. What was that place like? Was it awesome? No, sc- was
3: it-, it was a little scary. Yeah. Um, it was a little scary because I wasn't, I wasn't with anybody. You know, I was by myself for what seemed like a long time, and um, that was frightening because it was, it was, it was a new place, I didn't have the lay of the land I didn't know where I was, I didn't have anybody with me that I could rely on you know, I was on my own in this foreign place and it was a little scary but um, at a certain point I found myself and this is gonna sound fucking crazy but um, at a certain point I found myself in Central
2: in your mind? Yeah, no,
3: Central no, Park? no, in Central Park Oh really, you went to Central yeah, Park? No, I had some, yeah, No. I was in Central Park And I was sitting on a, on a bench And I had this kid on my lap And I was bouncing him up and down And I was like, whose fucking kid is this? Is this the blonde, blue eyed right? kid? Yeah, and I turned him around And he's got these blonde, curly locks And he's got these big, big, giant blue eyes And he's this
2: huge, like, you know Murph, kid, he's huge. <laughs> and I'm like, I like that expression. He's like a Murph, you right? Know? No, he's like a warhead. The kind <laughs> of thing. He was like, this
3: giant child, right? And uh, and I, I turned around, I look, and I, and I just knew that that was my son. And everything changed. At that moment, everything changed for me, and the place that I was in. It became a priority to get out of there Like I was looking for the exit I couldn't find my way out And uh it, it, it was like a It was like a nightmare Like I kept hearing music playing Um I remember somebody played Bob Marley Don't Worry Be Happy And I was like what sick fuck would be playing this record right now And no my friends were in my ho- in my my hotel
2: room They were in my hospital room were they Playing, playing music they play an app they, Yes Somebody that's played a great choice Yeah I won't say who it is And all your friends are DJs It sounds like an Uncle he Mike He is thing. a DJ it no, no it was like, Uncle Mike It uh, wasn't it was Uncle Michael.
3: Mike No Uncle Mike knew to play Steely Dan Alright
2: that's good
3: He played just Asia Over and over again That's all I needed to hear <laughs> Asia Over and over again But um No so it It ended up being like This freaky place And like I said It was during the transition From there Back to here And when I came back to here Um And I started talking to the people around me. Um, there was really only one thing that I could talk about, and that was this kid, this kid that I had met, mm-hmm. my kid. And you know, I was saying some other shit that was pretty crazy. You I, I, we were firing people. And things. Yeah, no, I was firing doctors, firing <laughs> nurses. Um, I I was trying to tell King that. Um, I was trying to tell King that. Nurses practice voodoo at night. Oh shit! Yeah. Were they, or were you, delirious? No, I shit? thought there was voodoo. I was pretty sure there was oh. voodoo happening in the hospital. Yeah, there was one night there was a wooden chicken that became live and flew around and went back to me. Be- now, now I've learned. <laughs> I've learned. I've learned since then that I was actually in my coma when that happened, so that was a delusion. Oh, okay. But there was voodoo, man. Were
2: you were you medicated for? Yeah, because I I know that when you came, one of the things that's one of the things I'm left with a very heavy impression of is when you woke up, you told him to get you off these drugs. Yeah, right away. Well, that was, that was... you figured out your situation, you were like, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, when you woke up, you knew a lot of things. Like, for instance, this vision you had of this child, you told your girl who at the time was like a, a, your girl yeah you told her it's okay baby or what would you well,
3: see her? well see what what happened was as in the same breath that I was talking about voodoo and pirate ships and all kinds of weird shit that I was seeing out the window and how pirate my ship. peripherals no but there was pirate it's ships Yo, it's Elmhurst but I, know it's Elmhurst it's Elmhurst Jackson Heights Queens but yeah. if in my mind I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing I think I'm thinking the ocean's right there
2: Jackson Heights man Not on the ocean. Yo, not on the ocean
3: (laughs) at all. Not even, well, I mean, like, kind of close to the East River, but not (laughs) even that.
2: Jackson Heights, not 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 on the ocean. Pirate ships. No pirate ships. Jackson Heights. Heights. (laughs) So, uh, so no ships. Swashbuckling in Jackson Heights. Maybe. Maybe there was, maybe there was a swashbuckling (laughs) reference in there. But,
3: uh, no, so I, I saw, I saw Arama sitting next to King, and... I smiled at her and I said I'm so happy you're here you know cause dude she could've taken off right yeah. she, we had been dating for six weeks she was so she was 22 or 23 she, she, she by all rights could've fucking hit the hills running and nobody would've ever held a grudge against her No, but, yeah. but she was there and I saw and I knew she was there and like and I was just so happy that she was there I said I had I gotta tell you something and she goes well what's that and I said you're pregnant and she said come again I said I don't have to I just told you you're pregnant Uh. and she went and King, King, King kind of leaned in And he goes Yo, he's saying a lot of shit Don't listen to everything I said, no, 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 no King I know I'm talking a lot of shit But I said, arama you're pregnant And not only are you pregnant, babe But
2: It's a baby boy And he's going to be blonde And big blue eyes
3: And he's going to be He's going to have blonde hair And he's going to have blue eyes And I know this Because I met him yesterday I was with him yesterday In Central Park In Central Park And and I looked at King And I go And yo, you was there, dude Like, how do you not Have my back on this? You were there You were sweating Because in my brain King No, because in my brain King was like in the wings waiting for me yeah
2: to help me well, he had, with the he kid was, he was by your side the I know he time. was
3: but he was by my side that's what i'm trying to tell you that yeah. diff, that the place between this world and where i was is not that far yeah but it's miles away yeah you know yeah. and and i met this child and a grandma looked at me and she was like you're fucking crazy and i said yeah i but um, we're in a hospital, right? So find a doctor or a nurse, and take a test and figure it what out. What a pregnancy test. Yeah, yeah take, take the test. You were telling her to take yeah, a pregnancy test. Go
2: take a pregnancy test, figure it out, and come back. But she can't deny you, right? She's she's a... right.
3: And like you know, I mean, I'm lying in bed, and I didn't at this point. I didn't even know that my leg was gone. Really? They hadn't even told me that my leg was gone at this point.
2: No. Did you, you just woke up and you were just kind of like, um, my people are here. I just not to talk to them. Yeah. For a second. Yes, yeah. uh, so there was no overt pain or anything like that
3: No I mean I was so doped up that the pain was uh, um, I mean it was there But it, it, it had been there While I was in that other place too right. So it was no more pronounced It was just how shit was Yeah right. it was just how shit was at that moment Like Tim Latham was there yeah. Yo, Tim Latham was there And I was, like, talking to him about, like I need to make a beat that will make people snap their neck, Tim And he was like, okay <laughs> like, Let's talk about that yeah. You know, I know my, my, my priorities were uh, elsewhere But um, So she came back about an hour later With the pregnancy test in her hand and she went to put it And I, and I looked at her and said I don't need to see that I told you already He has blonde hair and blue eyes Wow And let's talk about something else Okay Because I need to get on Like let's let's talk about and Whatever it was and
2: So you, you you had pretty much called The fact that she was pregnant Now she knows that mm-hmm. you're, a seer, you're a seer from another dimension Well she doesn't believe She doesn't believe that Or somebody else doesn't believe that Or the
3: doctors didn't, I mean nobody really believed because all we knew is that she was pregnant, right? Nobody knew that the kid was gonna have blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, but it's not till now that you look at him a you know, year and a half later and you go, and even me, it's not till now I look at him and I go, that was that oh, kid that's, that's the kid that I met. Yeah. You know, and let's, let's not sugarcoat it, man. He's the reason I'm here. I was given a chance to come back to be his dad. That's the only reason my life was spared if you will it's the only reason I was allowed to come back And I, I wouldn't even say spared man I was I was already I was already on the other side yeah and you were already walked away from the ship. yeah yeah I had I had yeah I had I had given up pretty much and they were settling your accounts and they said wait there's something going yeah. on yeah and, and do you want to see this little guy real quick and uh I remember, I remember my, my grandfather's voice. I remember my grandfather's voice saying, come with me boy, give me your hand, you come with me. It ain't gonna hurt no more, come with me, and it's gonna be fun. And I remember saying to him, fuck you, <laughs> and whoever you brought with you, I ain't going anywhere. Did you not see that child? That's my son. I ain't going anywhere. And my grandfather told me, he said, "Well, I can't help you then. You on your own." And I said, "That's cool. Let's go." And they said, "Did, sent you, me did back. you like
2: your grandfather?" I love like my jerk. grandfather. He, he was, sounds like a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> no, he was amazing. His spirit animal is kind of jerky. No, he was amazing. He
3: just didn't. He just didn't take no bullshit. I so. Nah, he was, you know. Listen, if there was somebody that I would have wanted to come meet me on that. Was that him? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And yeah, he's a little bit of a
2: jerk. Yeah. Some of the best people are, man. That's right. All right, so, yo, man. When, when you... Who told you About what happened Like Because someone had to tell you Like doctor wise Or your mom Or somebody
3: right No, no, no there was a doctor That uh Doctor so Catch
2: wise And go like Wait I'm here well, for a reason I'm not well, just fucking hanging out you know Because
3: I, I couldn't I couldn't move my leg Right And it was It was the worst, and still is, the worst case of pins and needles you've ever felt in your life. That's basically what I feel constantly in my left leg. Really? Yeah, I still feel my toes, I still feel my ankle, I still feel my knee. And actually, the more that I use this prosthetic, thank God for this prosthetic. The more I use the prosthetic, the more I can actually feel its parts as my own parts. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. It's... The synthesis between bionic part and m- human mind actually happens. Wow. And this isn't this. I mean, this is a bionic leg, in the sense that there's a computer in the knee and a computer in the foot. But it's not bionic in like the sense of what the new hands are. Have you seen those bionic yeah. hands where they people are, have lost just above the wrist or? below the elbow and then they can control the whole thing with their mind yeah that's incredible yeah man i mean it makes me bummed that i only lost one finger i'm like i'm god, like, i, I could have got one of those right yeah i'm, I'm, well, kidding. I, I, I'm one, kidding i'm kidding i remember sorry. when
2: <clears throat> when you were telling me about this like it's you know it's it's one of those things where i mean i guess what was it like you just because of all these on, because of all like you know America's been at war for seventeen years. They've come leaps and bounds with prosthetic legs and bionic legs because of that, dude. This thing, this thing right here, is what they give Marines to get back to active yeah. duty. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, thing I mean, is. They're, they're, they do, they're dudes. Like, you know, I know they're having this thing where they don't want trans trans people. Or what is that? Like, people who are changing genders. Yeah, they don't want trans. Well, it's not not they. Trump doesn't want transgenders in the military.
3: That's what he says anyways I mean that was some shit To distract the public From whatever
2: move The left hand was doing Oh yeah I mean, I But anyway I don't know where I was going with that I think I was going With the point that Like you know And marines with one With, with one prosthetic leg Are back on active duty so.
3: Yeah And this Well this This leg From what I understand the, See the guy who made This leg for me Has a very similar Amputation to me His name is Dan Bastion here on the east coast he's in, um, in Long Island he's about about 30 minutes down the J-Rod down the Ann on Long yeah. Island from here um, so he's he's got like a, a very similar amputation to me uh, mine's a little bit higher than his he's got a little bit a little bit a little bit left on his leg but still very similar and um, when I was sitting in the bed in, in Elmhurst
2: in the very beginning almost I mean it was You know I think we're getting ahead of it But how, how did Like how did you find out What happened Oh did you were bugging oh, out right. the pins and needles
3: Yeah yeah So the surgeon came in
2: And uh,
3: She said Mr. Vasile I have Who, to talk it, to you What was the doctor's name Her name was Dr. Sharafkin And yo know, she was I gotta be honest man She was real hot She was pew really, Like yo she, oh, she had She had the curly Like You know she was a Pakistani woman man she was gorgeous bro she was like this beautiful doctor woman and I was kind of like crushed on her because I was in the bed and right? I was crushing on the doctor what can I do man dude right on man yo and so she she says to me she goes um, Mr. Basile I have to tell you something and I said anything so tell me whatever it is she said well I can't move it okay what else she went well um, we had to amputate your index finger and I was like what, fuck what my index finger now you're talking about you chopping my leg off and my finger my finger is gone so what else she goes well we're we're waiting to see what happens we may have to take part of your thumb but we think it's going to audio amputate itself and correct, which it did. Thank God that they didn't have to chop off half of my thumb, too. And uh, I looked at her and I said, Well, what else? <laughs> and she went, Well, that's it, honey. And I said, No, 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 come here. And she leans her head into me and I pointed down, right. down and I said, Frank and beans. We yeah. have and she goes you're fine and I said then we're fine then we're good
2: you know I mean as, as funny as a lot of like a lot of the women might be hearing this and thinking like oh that's a bit that's a bit droll but I know a bunch of marines so that's the first thing you ask man yep yep that was the first thing I asked, How, you yeah, asked. How's my,
3: how's yeah. my fact how's my factory equipment does, Amber, yeah, what's does it up work with the rig yeah. yeah what's up with the rig Does it work All the plumbing is intact Hard. You know and that's what she told me She was like All your plumbing is intact And I was like Cool The rest of it's psychological I'll figure that out That's all I needed to know You know Because
2: listen man You know I mean I was I, I mean I don't think I asked you But how, what happened with the finger How did that happen
3: Okay it, well th- That's a blood clot uh... Uh, And so you can see the scar And it goes all the way up my forearm Almost to the elbow, right? And it goes down my forearm And it kind of splits out into this Y And it's it's seized up the thumb there And it seized up that part of the finger there And there's all the scar tissue underneath here What's all that? Um, That's from a blood clot Uh, They gave me these medicine This medicine called pressers and they're designed to keep your blood... So, remember I was in pulmonary failure? Yeah. Cardio mm-hmm. failure? That means your heart's not working. Your blood's not getting to your extremities. So they give you this medicine. It's basically like elephant blood pressure medicine. It's the same shit they gave to our boy Dino. Right? They gave it to me. And it, it's designed to keep your central system fed. It's designed to keep the blood flowing to your core systems, and the number one side effect is loss of fingers and toes. Extremities, yeah. yeah. Because the, it doesn't really ca- like you don't need your fingers to live. No, you, you don't. You need yeah. your you need your you need your heart, and um, you need your lungs, and you need your liver, and you need your kidney, you need your, your main system, so that you can live without a leg. I'm doing it every day. It's That's actually it. not. It's actually not all that fucking hard. I mean, it is, but it's not like that. Like, you know. The choice between not living And learning to live without a
2: leg It's not a choice Yeah See I mean I know a lot of People Myself included Be like I don't know what I do And I know you didn't know What you do Until you had to do And that's the That's the thing that Always You know Like I told you It was inspiring You've always been like my bro But you know I've always loved you man But when When you said like Oh Mateo knows who Mateo is right You meant it Yeah I mean I mean I don't know how a lot of people would have gone after that, man. I don't, I don't know, listen. I don't know how
3: I I don't know how I got through from day to day. Some days it well, you're was stubbornness. Some days, days it was so some days it was some days it was a sandwich that got me through, yeah. right? Other days it was the idea of my son and like I had this idea of him the whole time I was in the hospital.
2: I kept talking yeah, So what it. happened you, you were in the hospital For mm-hmm. a long time uh, Two months Not that long Well two months Is a long time For someone who Just got off a plane From Miami and then-
3: Yeah no, two months Is a real long time uh, But for someone Who just lost their leg All the way up to their hip Two months is not very long You know they got me Out of there As quickly as possible Because You know You don't uh, You don't You don't heal In the hospital Right? You don't recover in the hospital That happens at home It doesn't happen in the hospital It's not going to happen when they're waking you up at 5 in the morning every night To check your blood pressure, to take your blood Yeah, they're just yeah, keeping you alive right? Yeah, exactly, exactly Well, they're doing what they got yeah. to do to to fix you yeah. Right. So they're going to fix you and then send you home And then that's where the healing takes place at home And they knew after a certain amount of time And I was a pretty ornery patient And I wasn't exactly, uh, you know, on me I was... Tough as a coffin nail to deal with. Fontaine, Tang, 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 Tang. Now you could ask my parole officer; he'll tell you. Um, you know, I dealt with the nurses like they were like they were prison guards, and some of them were, man, because not for nothing, the hospital I was at. Is the active hospital For Rikers Island Oh really? So Yeah man well, That's why so, right. you're in
2: that part of Queens
3: That's right Yeah, yeah. right next to uh, I was the Elmhurst is the closest hospital the Rikers. To To Rikers And to LaGuardia Wow So it's the trauma hospital For you know that Those area, three places yeah. um, What I got really lucky And what we found out later Is that Elmhurst Hospital is a training facility for Mount Sinai. So they have some of the best doctors in the world teaching younger doctors, but the older doctors are the guys that perform the surgeries. And so you have the best fucking doctors in the world. Wow. You know, you're just in the middle of Jackson Heights.
2: And there's good takeout food.
3: Yeah, I imagine there was good right? takeout food. I heard
2: Uncle Mike just brought burgers like every night.
3: Yeah, yeah. He brought burgers from other places. Yeah. We were eating local Trying to anyways Uncle Mike Uncle Mike was killing it Every Fucking night He would be The late shift King was the early shift Uncle Mike was the late shift I didn't have to eat Hospital food bro My boys Made sure that You know If they could have If they could have Taken me outside To smoke me up They would have Yeah You know They probably thought about
2: How they could get you Yeah out. they
3: tried They thought about it but It wasn't It wasn't in the cards It wasn't in the cards
2: I needed to I needed to not no, I'm uh, so, like, the, I mean, the obvious questions, you know, are, you know, like, I guess, when you, when you came home, right? You know, you had just fought for your life, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. You had, you had some epiphanies and some realizations, some wonderful shit, like you're gonna be a dad. You know, some not so wonderful shit, like, yeah, you, you're, you're learning to live. With less, like you said before, living with less than you had before, a little bit, and you know how you how the rest of your life is going to look. And you and I remember this was you know it's not an easy thing for anybody to do. But you you said you almost ran out of gas because there were so many people around while you were in the hospital supporting. Yeah. right? even when you came back from the hospital, a lot of people and everybody loves you. That's the thing, right? But. Remember you mentioned it to me last time when I first saw you. Afterward, you said like, "Yeah," but then you know, it it, it went back to regular life. It went back to everyday life. And then, of course, it did. It had to. I mean, and that's
3: not. That's not. You know, and I remember saying that to you. And and I think, I think, in hindsight, I it may came off the wrong way because it had to be that way, right? Oh no,
2: I I didn't. what, what, what,
3: What happened to me was so fucking intense that after a certain amount of time life has to go back to normal for everybody involved otherwise it's, it's the the revs are too high yeah it's, yeah it's it's fight or flight right yeah or freeze yeah fight for, yeah fight flight or freeze and if you're in fl- in fight mode not fight mode fight mode the whole time then you're just on yeah. 11 and so at some point like you can't maintain you can't operate at that place forever at some point you have to get back into you know Just operating mode
2: And and that's what I remember you telling me That was the hard part Right there That's when the one That yeah. you were tested On all fronts Yeah Because you weren't I mean like I, You know You weren't proficient On the on the bionic leg yet You know Are you kidding me you know How many times I fell on my face
3: Like I used to fall On my face On a, Not Not even weekly Like daily basis i would fall anywhere between 3 and 5 6 times a week it got to the point where i mean you know it's like you ever you ever watch i know you have do you remember watching luke denny learn to skateboard yeah right yeah. you you watched him learn to fall right yeah, and the notices. kid could just take kick could take donuts and just fall over hedges on yeah. concrete over bricks yeah. so I just remembered what he looked like when he fell and learned <laughs> how to do the same thing like yo. Know, and if you look at my prosthetic there's like bashes and scratches all over it for me taking dumps and uh, yeah but it you know at the same time if I didn't do that I wouldn't be able to go and hike around Haleakala yeah, you know, Mike Waltz took me up
2: hiking in the crater. But I remember we, when I saw you last time, I, we, we, were, we were talking about like you were like you know, the, it, this thing is a real. It hurts to use the prosthetic at first, right? It really did. And you were like the and the only thing that's going to make it easier just is wearing the prosthetic more. <laughs> yep. So it was like you were like in this fucked up thing and I, I, the situation. And I know that it was just kind of one of those things where you were. I mean did you say you almost felt, you said you ran out of gas a little bit like you you thought you were like you needed to refill your tank with something and the the fact that you have that's that's what I think is is interesting in the fact that like you know you found this you found yourself in a situation right that not anybody can imagine not, not many people could you know definitely turn to their turn to their advantage the way you have but like what was it what was it—the thing that you decided to fill your tank back up with, man? And also, I have to—I have to reiterate because you tell me it's an everyday thing. It's like any—any any life, it's an everyday thing. You—you you check it every day.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I called you when I was running on empty. I know. It was either you or Ethan Brown. And I think that joke has been used before, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Right, so I figured I called you, uh, and I and I was man, I was running on empty, and you know you 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 called it out right away. You were like, yo, you know where you need to go. You need to go to Hawaii. You need to go to Maui. You need to call Mike Waltz. And you need to go set the fuck up on Maui and just up there for
2: like at least two months I've seen you at your happiest and and, that and, that, and, was, and, and your and happiest has been on Maui yeah of course in I mean, Hawaii who, whose wouldn't be I, I don't, don't, I don't understand I goddamn yeah. hammock down but <laughs> <just> pour <laughs> the goddamn wine Oh, the goddamn hammock down oh Jesus that's how Mateo relaxed in, in Hawaii we used to go to Costco in Maui and buy all this Santa Margarita Pinot Grigio and just keep it in the refrigerator like ten bottles and we'd have you never guests. know, when you need it. Yeah, and there was the hammock, and this girl was in the hammock going back and forth. He was trying to pour some wine. He said, <laughs> "Can you slow the goddamn hammock down so I can, <laughs> I can pour, pour the, the goddamn, goddamn wine. wine?" She's like, "Jeez, honey, you're a little bit uptight."
0: Jeez, <laughs> yeah,
3: nah, man. You know, I, I, you told me straight up get, get my ass on a plane and get out there. So, well, I know, you know those what? dudes,
2: man, and those dudes for. for for a lot of years I've respected those guys man they got a way to look at life that is to be admired you know it's it's you know they're really salt of the earth dudes they're very physical they love the ocean you love them and the thing is they they're not about to feel sorry for somebody cuz i think in a lot of ways that's the last thing you want anybody. the last thing i couldn't
3: I couldn't handle it yeah it's no if it's, i had gone if i, you're I needed a proud to go dude. That's the yeah thing, i needed yeah. to go to a place where there you know honestly like I'll tell you this, man. When we were in Hawaii, we saw a guy that was... And, and I shudder to say it this way, but I'm going to say because, for lack of a better word, he was way worse off than me. Okay, He had no use of either of his lower limbs. I don't really think he could use... I mean, he had a little bit of use of his upper limbs But not much And his bros took him out in the water On kayaks and they took him out to Tafaris Bay In front of Mike Waltz's yeah. house And they used the front of their kayaks To get under his board And they'd paddle into the waves And push him into the waves And then bail and let him surf these Big rights in front of Mike's house mm. By himself And then he'd wipe out fabulously And they'd go in and get him And this guy Like he was quadriplegic He couldn't walk could barely crawl barely when he came out of the ocean he could barely crawl and I was standing there was my son's birthday on Maui and I'm there with Sierra and King and my baby boy and I'm watching this go down and I was like I have no excuse I have no excuse if this dude can do that then that just showed me what's possible and I might not be where he is even though I'm over here that's something that I can do and just seeing it and being able to remember what it felt like to go out to that break and catch a wave on my own which took me a long time to have the balls to even be able to do this is the North Shore of Maui man it's not mm-hmm. It's not. you know Tavares Bay is Saint like Coney Island man. yeah no it's not Coney Island you know you could get you could get fucked up out there if you did it wrong um but to see this dude go out and do it and then come back in and to watch him get up the beach on his own was I just I was like, man, I I have no excuse. And from that moment on, it was like, how okay, how do I get down this beach? How do I get to the water? And you know, the guys taught me there's sometimes when I want to take the prosthetic leg off on the beach and just kind of crawl down to the water and get in that way. And there's other times when I want to wear my leg and use it in the water because I can. this thing is this thing's insane, dude I can take it scuba diving. It works. It's like six or
2: seven meters deep. So, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I mean it's like real. You should you should, you should get one with a little fucking corkscrew on the bottom of it, man. And have the thing to be able to propel you around. That's not a bad idea. Right now we're still kind of in, in the Navy Seal shit. Well, I, we're, we're kind of we had to drill holes in the foot so that the water drains out of it. Yeah. But, well, did, did they think that it's it's made to be active, right? You said it was. Yeah. You said it's for Marines and shit. So. Sure got... is. Yeah. This is the thing. Uh, this is the civilian
3: version of it, but the military version is the one that they make for Marines and and Navy guys to get back to active duty. It's a pretty, you know, it can. It's a pretty intense thing.
2: You can run, you can walk, you can swim, you can go uphill, downhill. When did you get back in into the DJ booth after that, man? Because I know I saw you. I, I think what was it? did you do a New Year's gig? I did.
3: Yeah, I did a New Year's gig. I also did you remember Maurice? Yeah, Mo died. Mo yeah. passed, right? So I went to Mo's services at that funeral home on Fourteenth Street and um I didn't have the leg or anything and I was stuck in that fucking thing right there. Yeah. A wheelchair. I thought at that point I thought that was where I was gonna be
2: for a while. And uh you did pretty much you did hit the ground running no pun intended, man, but Yeah on this thing pretty much full time now, right? I got on this thing right before Christmas.
3: Uh and like I literally the day that the day that it was made and finished for me, which was it was made really fast, uh, they got me on this thing so fast. Ben had hired me to play New Year's Eve and the guy was like I could get you He goes You can stand How would you like to stand For your gig And I looked at him And I was like Maybe you don't understand I'm gonna fucking stand
2: Either way I'm not <laughs> I'm sitting lean on some broad
3: you right, No no I'm, I'm gonna mean. lean on the console. I've been practicing Standing on one foot I had been practicing Standing on one foot DJing in my living room okay. For hours Yeah I imagine you would Yeah Yeah I had my set together And This guy offered me The leg He goes You know Would you want to try And stand on the leg And I said, He told me how much it cost And I was like You're out of your fucking mind And he goes Well let me just put it together for you And you can put it on And I was thinking to myself This guy's a lunatic It's 200 and some thousand dollars For this thing It's crazy What's it made out of? It's uh, Well it's titanium It's carbon fiber It's got a computer In the knee A computer in the foot All these sensors
2: What computers do they monitor
3: the knee and the foot talk to each other so they know where they are in gait and swing back and okay. forth. Right? So. so it lands on the heel and it transfers the energy from the heel to the center of the foot and then from the foot to the toe and it springs forward. Oh. If I don't get the leg forward, it locks and just tightens up so I don't fall on my face. Oh, wow, fuck. Yeah. Um, It knows how to go up and down stairs It knows when it's on a bicycle It knows it's a different resistance mode For bicycles, different resistance mode for swimming It's all controlled by An iPhone Really? Damn, it's got an app
2: Yeah, not an iPhone, it's got to be an Android well, dude, I know that you showed my son the, the thing that Mike Waltz put up on the upper... Yeah, the oh shit bar. Yeah, the oh shit bar. <laughs> so, so that's like, he came up with that? Yeah, this is just a bunch of
3: windsail rope tied into a handle, right? And here's the thing, right? So my hip is gone. Mm-hmm. So if I swim up to my surfboard and I pull myself up onto it, I can get me, my body up onto the board I can use my foot that's left to wiggle that part of my body up onto the board however if there's this 35-40 pound prosthetic leg hanging off to the side with no muscle retention in it mm-hmm. how am I going to get that onto the board yeah that's true you can't right? just grab you, it because it's you can't just use your hip and pick yeah. it up and whip it around so Mike Waltz made this great little handle thing that now I use even when I get in and out of the car like
2: get in the car yeah. Could, out of so, store. people who don't know who Mike Waltz is, I mean, he's our bro from Maui, but he's also a waterman, which is, you know, it's the highest form of. You know, human being. Yeah, well, no, he's a, he's an awesome guy. He's he, one of the guys who started. He invented uh, windsurfing right? He's one of those guys.
3: Yeah, I don't know if he invented it, but I think he was the first world champion at it. Really? Yeah, I think he yeah. was the first world champion windsurfer, and I know he had a lot to do with the beginning of kite surfing. Yeah. And he was also tight with like Laird and those Jaws yeah, they're all, guys. Yeah, those, we
2: all knew these guys from when we used to go out to to Maui. That's how we met them, right? Yeah, yeah.
3: those guys are nuts.
2: All of them These are the guys You went out to chill with That's right And you know They got you on a surfboard man Pretty much Straight off the bat But going out there I knew Like just knowing you That I thought that would be The best place for you To actually heal your heart You know what I mean you were right,
3: man. You were right. As much as I didn't want you to be, I thought staying here and staying in the fight. No, that's what I know. You have to sometimes I disengage. I was being
2: stubborn. No well, you know, yeah, we're all stubborn, man. Yeah, but
3: like, you know, we shouldn't be so stubborn. Someone says, "Go to Hawaii and fix yourself." Oh yeah, that's not <laughs> such a bad idea.
2: Like, no, I just, I kind of. What do you, you mean, this... go fuck myself? I'm telling you to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I'm not telling you to go to Philadelphia. <laughs> right. So, but you're the thing, I knew you're these in Brooklyn, kid. Come on. All these guys, they had kids young, right? So their kids are in college. You know, or yeah. they're teenagers. Or and gone. Not, yeah, yeah they're they're whatever. You know? Living on, the, on different islands and, and these guys, college. And He says, I knew they, they have a lot of love for you. And I—and also, I, I knew they wouldn't feel sorry for you in any way, shape, or form. They'd fuck with you. And that's what you needed. And you went yeah. out there and you filled your bucket up, man. It yeah, was, I did. I did. And the great thing was I got to bring my son out there for...
3: Uh, two weeks And spend some time With my kid And you know We had these Amazing moments Of like 3.30 in the morning You know we, You know when your kid Is like Just a year old And he wakes up Right in the middle Of the night And you know You gotta change the diaper But he's not He's not crying Right Cause he's like I've been through this For like a year already Like there's no reason To cry like come, on, like come on dad Like just change the diaper And let's hang out For a minute And You know and I'm looking at this kid and I'm like he doesn't want to go back to sleep and I'm like right, I gotta do something with the kid so I go from you know Mike's it's Mike's old studio which is on the you know right up at the top of the driveway yeah. I'm in hop in my wheelchair and I take the kid I put him on my lap I zip down the end of the driveway take a right and I go all the way down to the end where the Tavares house is yeah, yeah that's a great where house. the hammock yeah. was right the, 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 the did Tavares we ever find out who owned that uh, yeah, Mike's f- knows the guy Who owns it now They Whoever used to own it Sold it recently for uh, the last few house, years house house point. Point. Oof. Exactly I take the kid down there And the moonlight is out And the waves are coming in And he just sits there And watches everything And I look down at my kid And I'm like, you alright? And he's like Pushes my face away Like, yo, shut up I'm watching this and you could see the connection that he's this child this one year old child is making with nature and with the big sky and the waves coming in and the kid is just he's there and it's it, it was it was really it was special man I can't I can't really explain it well I guess I was right then that place definitely healed so heart. it sure does it sure does it gave me gave me some power so that I needed Gave me some mana Some strength know, The ocean uh, Yeah mother ocean For for real And people told me I was crazy
2: To get in the water again They're like You're nuts Well I mean You know What's the worst That can happen right (laughs) Pretty much right So you started DJing Pretty much right off the bat But you weren't doing like as many gigs as you used to do Because you weren't moving or traveling and stuff Dude
3: I did that one gig And that was that until I did New Year's Eve and that was that Until the end of February And then I did the Oscars And then that was that for like another month Month and a half and I think I went and I did the
2: um, either Tribeca Film Festival or, or Cannes so Film Festival. I but it's like you're doing these high profile gigs. I would do one. Very soon after. Yeah, like, yeah, people, but I would do
3: like people the people one gig that again. I had to do in order to like pay the rent. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was
2: bouncing around but doing. But you yeah, know, the people at the Vanity Fair people, the Conde Nast people, mm. they're like, they they treated you with such love, like family style, man. They took. And, and, and still do take such yeah, good yeah. care of me I mean, you know
3: when, uh, when When I met them I guess it was like 12 years ago, right? It was like right around um, Right around the time when I stopped Playing shows with you, for you guys I went and did this thing with them And they were like They were like this family you know, from the beginning, they were really cool, cool people, and I felt like I landed in this in this good bunch. And the gigs were really kind of surreal. You know, they didn't really even register. As, you know, I, I think I told my mom what I was doing. I was working for Vanity Fair, and she freaked out. And I was like, "Why should we come out?" I, I didn't know what Vanity Fair was. I didn't know that it was a big deal. I really didn't think it was. I thought it was Amy Sacco was the one who put me on the gig. Oh yeah. Yeah, she was. They they because they did that
2: article on her. Oh, that's right, and they like oh, they mentioned you didn't in the article. I didn't think they? they
3: yeah, I think they did, or they mentioned somebody else in the article, but they hired me
2: to do Graydon's wedding. Oh, that was the one where you told me Pacino and De Niro were like everybody yeah. was at, dude. I was, but hanging out together, and I, and I got to the,
3: I got, to, I got, I thought I was doing Amy a favor, and I get to this gig, and I, and I, walking through the, uh, through the, the dinner setting, looking at all the name cards, going, where the fuck am I, bro? There was two dressing rooms. One was for me, said DJ Mateo. The other one said Otis Day and the Knights. Oh, wow. I was like. Well, I guess I'm not playing shout tonight. Yeah, don't play shout. Let right. it all out, man.
2: So, yeah, that was a big wedding. Um, but that's how great and Carter. He was also a good dude. I mean, it seems like he's a great dude. But man. this this goes to to show for your character, man. I mean, I've known you a long, long time, and you've always been a super stand-up guy. And <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Man. It, well, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, you know, it, a lot of that shit. You know, what do they say? Like, you know. It's when, it's when character is tested that it is made, really, right? And all these people that you worked for and, and knew before, you know, in a lot of ways, I mean, that's. I mean, that kind of got you, they got you back in the saddle and yeah, that work time. stuff pretty quick, man. Most people would have taken years off, man. Yeah, no, they didn't give me the option to, to, to do that. No one, you know, um,
3: the Vanity Fair team especially was very in my face about yo, you'll be back to work for us in February, so you have between now and then to figure it out. Oh really, they were
2: telling you who's on, right? Yeah,
3: it was pretty much, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like it. it wasn't like a, well, if it works out, it was like, yo, however it works out, you will be back working for us at the end of February, so you have between now and then to figure it out,
2: and that I like this tough love, man, because you respond well to tough love, damn man. Straight. I'm glad. Most, I'm, most people do, don't yeah, they? Yeah, not most people, man. I know a lot of people that that would be like, no, I need some. Oh no, you know. But yo, you, you've never well, been a, you've never been a moaner though. That's for damn. Dude, straight, if you're though.
3: sitting in a hospital bed and like and someone's willing to build. <laughs> A throne that goes back and forth Between That's what they said They said they built me a throne That went back and forth Between the two turntables I was like That's some bullshit That's some bullshit I was like I'm gonna stand Behind the turntables Like everybody else does And that's what I learned Like I I figured out how to do it On one leg With a stool Yeah I could just stand there And play And then when I needed to sit down when When my leg got tired I'd sit down on the stool that's it, and then as long as the stool is close enough to the turntables, and the turntables want something solid, I can lean into that. Oh yeah, it's Dude, true. I can stand there forever. No problem. No problem. So when I got the prosthetic leg, I was like, wow, that makes it easy. Yeah, the, what, I forgot so which, that I, I. forgot that I was. Miss, by the time I was done with that first set, I forgot I was missing a leg. Really? No yeah. Shit. Ben Pundle is standing there dancing next to King, and Ben says to King, "Does Mateo know?" he's missing a
2: leg <laughs> and King goes no and don't tell him now, like do you think don't the, tell him just let him play you, you said like we were talking about before you, you got hurt you were in in shape you were doing yoga and stuff yep. now yoga's helped you since this though In a big way too man Cause you are doing Fucking handstands and stuff And was saw a picture of that I was like oh shit Yeah not handstands Headstands Headstands I'm Yeah headstands, headstands. <laughs> Not
3: handstands Not right now Um I can't do handstands yet Cause of the Cause of what The This with the, with the Thumb yeah. and the finger And the hoof And the hoof The hoof The hoof It's a sh- It's a sin It's a sin We gotta We gotta get rid of it The hoof Um No, headstands, yeah, I was doing yoga, like, about a week out of the hospital, my yoga teacher, my yoga teacher had been coming to see me in the hospital, and this is going to sound corny, but we were doing my yoga practice mentally.
2: No, it does not, I used to mentally practice guitar, man. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So then you get it, right? So we went. We would go through the actual yoga practice. When you're a master of something, you can do it in your mind.
3: <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm a master at yoga, God, it, yeah. but uh, but I but I definitely I don't suck, right? So, um, yeah. So we would practice, you know, theoretically in the mind, and then she would give me like a you know a massage and and. We would do some breathing exercises and that was that. And she came to my house thinking we were going to do that, and I had the yoga mat set up. And She looked at me like, uh, I, well, what do you, what? I was like, no, we, we're, we're, we're practicing yoga today. Dude, I had tubes coming out of me. I had a vac still connected to this machine, sucking the, the negative pressure machine on a wound. It was like, ugh. I had tubes coming out of me and I was like I'm practicing yoga let's do this I need out of this chair I need to stretch I need
2: to you know that's that mentality is what got me out of bed yeah no it, it seems it seems like a lot of it seems like a lot of your personality from before kept you from kept you from a lot
3: of these dark times man. it did it did you know I listen they gave me they gave me the green light to have any drug i wanted large think about that i had carte blanche i could have gotten any drug i wanted in any quantity that i wanted because of my injury they would have given me fentanyl on top of morphine on top of this on top of that on top of whatever fucking other drug you can imagine And you know me Right Like you put me In that that position And I might choose (laughs) To medicate myself For a little while Don't threaten you With a good time Well there's that There's that But like you know that's, That's just You know And I think anybody Might choose to medicate Themselves Substantially With a loss like that I don't know Where it came from For me To Saying, you, you took you no, got, you came off I don't the opioid pain It's pretty quick. I told him, well, get get me off of this shit right now. I don't want any of it. I, I said, good job saving my life. If you guys get me take these drugs, you just killed me. Get me off of this shit right now. now you,
2: you were talking about yoga. We also I know that you mess with CBD. Yep, I swear about it. I do too. I think it's great, man. How did it help you? It's I amazing. I have to find ed- out about it too, man.
3: It, well, I found out about it. Um, I guess just through, through the coconut wireless, man. You know, people talk, but the, the, that those co- who they, don't they, know, the they, they co- discovered CBD. Who the coconut
2: wireless is. For, didn't is they? They discovered CBD because don't they started know who the coconut wirelesses, man. I mean, I'm not going to name wi- names, man. You know, no, no, get it's, people it's, in trouble in Hawaii in, in Maui, right? The, on the North Shore of Maui, with us Howleys and our friends. The coconut wireless is the rumor mill. <laughs> the <laughs> coconut wireless. The hot sheets. The hot sheets. The hot
3: sheets. No, but they found, uh, from what I understand, they found this, they discovered CBDs because they were taking all the stuff out of, they were trying to get the THC counts to go through the roofs. They were stripping all the other stuff out of the weed genetically. And yeah. they discovered that the CBD is actually like this anti-property to THC. Mm-hmm. And... It really is an anti-inflammatory Like if you have a good CBD oil I put it on my skin topically Anywhere that I have like A little bit of you know
2: inflammation And it's just within an hour or two It's gone mm-hmm. Yeah I mean I I know this dude In Glastonbury that's got This like super fresh Extract man I I swear by it Myself man It, it <coughs> definitely chills It chills the periphery you know what I'm saying No word I mean, you I was, gotta let it all hang out I mean, yeah, sometimes. You gotta
3: let it periphery
2: Did, I mean, I, I guess If you weren't taking payments It must have been You just have a high tolerance for pain Or you just don't give a fuck
3: No, I, I just Listen I, I've i taken enough Vicodins and Percodans And Percocets And Roxycodones And whatever the fuck else you want to take I've taken enough of that in my life To know That and, and, and this was like I said this was I like to consider this a gift of this gift of desperation because I was in a desperate place and this gift was given to me where I just decided that I knew where all of that would take me and I knew that it wasn't going to wasn't going to help there was no way that that that, that shit was going to help me get out of bed any faster I knew that I had a child coming. I needed to get out of bed and start becoming a human being, and an active. And like the thing was, dude, at that time I couldn't wipe my own ass, right? I'd have to have, I'd have to go to the bathroom and press the button, and somebody would have to come in and help me to clean myself. That was the worst place I've ever been in my life, and the only thing I could think of was, how do I get? out of this fucking place and get to something that's more comfortable and something that's more what I need to be doing for myself because this ain't helping anybody <laughs> right and 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 taking those drugs was just going to keep me there and I saw it all around me all the people around me I can't tell you the amount of people that are in that hospital they hurt themselves because they want drugs and with the opioid but They hurt themselves recently. Yeah With the opioid epidemic The way it is You can't get those drugs uh, prescribed on the street these days, doctors can't do that anymore. So now, if you want those drugs, you have to go to the hospital. The only way the dr- doctors in the hospital will give you those drugs if you're seriously hurt. So these people hurt themselves to get the drugs. What do you
2: mean they hurt themselves? Like they even knock themselves in there with a hammer or some dumb shit.
3: Yep. smash their hand in a doorway. What? Yeah, um, fall down a flight of stairs. Uh, I saw all kinds of shit, and like, oh my god, dude. Gosh. Let me tell you something.
2: Elmer's just live, bro. <laughs> yo. Yo, it is real over there, my man. Uh, Elmer's is live, man. Plus you got the you got all the probably the scam artists from Rikers Island, man.
3: Yeah, I mean you don't really you see those guys only like when you go to like cat scan or or like uh, nuclear scan, radio scan, whatever those x-rays. And then you see those guys and but they're in orange jumpsuits, right? <coughs> so you know, they don't really know. For the most part, I got lucky, man. I think I, I had a, I had a private room. I'd say half the time I was there. Really? Yeah, I think because they were really afraid in the beginning <laughs> of what I might have. They, they kept me away oh, from everybody else. yeah, yeah, I was infectious matter, like disease, Ebola or something. Well, yeah, I was in the sick you and and. And that's and being treated by the infectious disease team. So yeah, I that's guess when that's they come what, what? in wrapped in those cloths and all I that shit. It was pretty gnarly. I don't remember any of that. So I remember some people
2: in the yellow, yellow garments, but not not much. Well, now you got it going back on, man. You know, I I dig your new crib, man. It's dope. It's super nice because it's got this break big piece right here it does, it's not like completely exposed
3: no it's nice and i you know you got the view of the city which is
2: great that's oh, yeah, amazing man. you
3: know it's it's a great space man I'm, I'm lucky that i have the garden i'm able to keep my fingers in the dirt and keep growing mm-hmm. cucumbers and tomatoes i'm italian so i like to grow these things and, and cook with them and i got peppers coming in and kale and all makes me feel good to sit out here with the hose and spray shit you no, know dude, what I mean that's
2: awesome I mean the fact you're in the city doing that stuff it's fucking great you gotta do that in the city otherwise well, on 18th street I had a backyard and a I, that, I had nothing growing because also it was all, yeah, like it was Far beach. but also I only had like what it was it an hour and a half of direct sun because it was noon and it would just let's get sun
3: all day yeah. and it's great my kid comes out here and he goes to the strawberry plant picks the strawberries yeah, we man. wash them and then he eats them it's amazing I got him got some strawberries Out at the house In England It's nice when they can Pick stuff off the vine yeah, Right And they yeah. go right up To the vine And grab a tomato Your son I love my old house Used to go up to my garden And eat the tomatoes oh, yeah. Right off the vine mm-hmm. He would go take The cherry tomatoes Right off the vine And just eat them was like, yeah, God, he, was, he was a big so fan You can wait for me place, To wash man. those
2: he was a big fan of that old place. It was—it was a. But you're right, man. That deck was just like mad, like music video kind of shit.
3: It was ginormous that place. I mean, you know, it was wonderful. But it was great too when I had the dog. You know, because he had his own. That was his world out Yeah, there, that was right? his he thing.
2: Did, yeah, like I didn't have. That's also kept motherfuckers from climbing on your balcony. Was having no, nobody was coming on my shit. Not with that dog. Man, yeah, he was a—he was a sweetheart. But man, he looked like he about to go to <laughs> war, man. Yo, when he was a puppy, man, he used to scare motherfuckers Yeah, man, like Sugar used to scare motherfuckers nah, nah, No, no, no,
3: no, no Sugar was, never scared nobody like Spot, man No,
2: Spot had size,
3: though Yeah, because he was big, dude He was like 85, 90 yeah, pounds And he could, yo, he could easily leap from one end of this balcony to the other Athletic, easy. yeah but He, was,
2: he was, <laughs> just, just jump in he there He take him Out of the ocean All the time Yeah, yeah I almost lost him In the ocean oh, Yeah, dude That was the funny story Tell me that story again Because I, I The thing that I remember most Is like you You had to you make a choice At one point But So he's You're in Miami again, right? Yeah, I was living
3: In South Beach um, And I was dating Melissa Molson um, Rad Canadian girl And she and I Were the She's actually the was the reason I had that that I got Spot. She was the driver before she was the one who took me to Emmelinda. I don't know if you know Emmelinda, but Emma Linda used to run pet rescue from like two blocks away from your house and she only rescued Pitbulls. God yeah, bless her. Yeah,
2: I, I know that lady, yeah.
3: Right. She passed away recently. Mm-hmm. She used to only rescue pit bulls, So and she, she had passed rescued, away, that was terrible. Yeah, she passed away. She was she was up there. Um, she had a good life. Um, but she she rescued Spot and we went to go get a different dog from her And she goes She goes No you gotta take this one Take this one for the weekend And then you can come back on the, after the weekend And you can have any dog you want But you gotta take this one Because I gotta go get another dog And you have to take this one and I said right, I would take this one for the weekend Little did I know yeah. The second I got him in the car I was like oh this dude's he's home yeah. i to get rid of him so I had him in the beach in Miami. It was his birthday. And um, I got him. It was my fault, man. I got him excited. And we charged the water. And he started swimming out. And he got caught in a rip. And he kept going out. And he kept going out.
0: So he's <laughs> just going
2: down the beach. No, so not like, down. Out. Oh, just flat out? Straight out. out. Towards the boat channel Straight So like a mile
3: out Not quite At first he was probably A quarter mile To a half mile Jeez I swam after him And I tried to get to him And then the Did current Did you catch different rip? No I, Cause I I just I, I just I tried to get into The same rip that he was in But I, it didn't really work Cause I guess it I don't know, he kind of moved down a little this way. And so I swam back to the sandbar, and I see him, and I'm like, okay. And I swim back for him again, and I get to where I think he is, and I can't see him, and now I can't touch the bottom, of course, and I'm looking around, and I can't see him. I'm like, fuck. So I swim back to the sandbar again, and I look out, and I see him, and now he's like a mile fucking away. And I'm like, oh, man, he's about the dog. And I'm like, all right, now... Now I had just done I had just done some classes in Hawaii to get my uh, to get my jet ski permit so I could go out in waves right, HSA certification so I had just taken this class and it's a lot of it is common sense right and now I'm looking at my dog like almost a full mile away from me and going well, maybe not that far maybe half a mile away and just saying to myself if I swim for him right now there's a person and a dog drowning. Right I have to I don't I, I can't If I go And I, I can't Right And so I I just Kind of Said stop For a second And I went You'll never forgive yourself Ever in your life Swim motherfucker. No yeah Swim, dog, man you a dog. Dog. So I start swimming And, and I you're... get out to where I think he is Again Now mind you It's getting dark Right Mm-hmm was I get like, a, you said like seven thirty at night, right? Yeah, it's like the so lifeguards had been gone for an hour already, oh. so it's late, and so I'm swimming and I, and I like I can't fucking see him. I, the water's deep. I can't stand where I am. I'm. Like way the fuck out. I'm in current. Yo, there's sharks out in Miami too. Definitely, man. and like and like him and I are both shark food at this point. And all of a sudden, this little motherfucker swims like twenty feet in front of me. And I was like This motherfucker I swim over to him I got no leash for the dog I put my hand through his collar Right And I start backstroking to the beach This fucker's biting me on my shoulder Biting me on my arm Fighting me the whole way in I fuck, I get to the beach And
2: Melissa's standing on the beach well, you, know, you said you get to the beach You swim back in a mile now. At this point yeah, against the car
3: yeah, no, no, I'm Not a full mile But like maybe a half mile It was far it was far. He break the skin where he's biting Totally. Fucking little guy, man. Totally. And uh I get close enough to the beach and I hear and then Melissa comes round and I said, Melissa, put the fucking leash on the dog <laughs> <laughs> She's got the leash, she puts the leash. I fucking fell over. I was like this motherfucker. Bro I woke up the next morning and the dog is awake looking at me. Like what's up, Dad? <laughs> and I'm looking at the dog like you have no fucking clue you little shit <laughs> how close you are to death yesterday oh man because I, I had to make a choice it was like me or the dog at one point yeah and then I said nah I gotta try again I can't so I
2: know it's in your nature to, yeah I gotta try one know, more yeah, time I gotta try one nature. more
3: time yeah I'll never forgive myself if I don't try this one more time I gotta go one more time and then, and then if I
2: can't get in this time Well then I'll try one more time after that Alright well we're gonna do this one more time now Because it's been like a long time we've been doing this pod <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that conversation we got pretty deep deep like a threat and Mateo is an amazing guy and as you heard back to his best in the booth now I hope you get to see this guy play sometime it is well worth it you can follow him on social media and he posts some stuff where he's at so that's also a good thing and speaking of badass music people you need to check in your lifetime on the next episode of Huey Off The Record I'm talking with the legend that is DJ Premier if you don't know his name you know his music he's produced Biggie Nas Dre, Most Def, Busted, Jay-Z, KRS1, you, you name it, yo, check it out. Christine Aguilera, you know, that big hit he she had uh, about her man or whatever, that's DJ Premier. And literally everyone. So, you know. Ask your phone, man. It'll tell you exactly what he did, man. He's amazing. So look out for that episode dropping in your phone next week. As always, that's only going to happen if you're subscribed. So remember to do that. It's free. It don't cost nothing. And spread the love. It's the Brooklyn way. Tell your friends and leave us them nice reviews. Until next time, my peoples, y'all stay classy.